0: Hello, and welcome back to the Cheltenham Festivu- Festival Preview Podcasts, as presented by a judge's guide. This is the preview for day three of the festival, that being Thursday, uh, I'm of course joined by Rob Alexander. Pleasure to be back. David Barnes. Hello there, everyone. And Martin Fagan. Great. Cheers. Oh, hello.
1: No, hello, church. I just had
0: to unmute myself. Uh and we will start with the first race today. Why not follow that logic? Uh, it is the Marshes, the Marsh Novices Chase. Your fav is six to four on Envoy Allen. Uh, your second fav is Shan Blue. Uh, that is think, thirteen to two, eight to one Chantry House. Uh, Monkfish listed, but of course won't run. Uh, and then Chatham Street Lad is twelve to one. It's sixteens and bigger than the rest. Rob Alexander. Envar Allen, obviously some, contru- some controversy surrounding the stable in the last, uh, well, sorry, the trainer, certainly, in the last few weeks. It is going to run, of course, under Henry de Bromhead now. Yeah. Uh, four or six, oh, yeah, six, entering the race, uh, or at least certainly four or six, as we speak. Will it go off shorter? Will it go off shorter? Uh Depends on what turns
2: up, but in terms of what's in the betting at the moment, it looks like, apart from Monkfish, the majority will, that are listed at the moment, especially you know, the top half of the betting, will turn up in this race. I don't think I'll go off loads shorter, but there possibly will be a bit of late money, maybe like two on or something like that, but not significantly okay. shorter than he is now. Obviously, we've got three grade one novice chases. We've got three odds-on shots. Uh, of the three, I think you know the one that we prefer the most of those three. But in violin you can't really crab him. I uh, think he... Cheltenham winner last year and the year before that. There's no... There's no way you can properly say he can't win There's not he's one to definitely oppose. Sounds like most of Ireland thinks he's the second coming rather than the Monkfish. And in terms of the opposition here, he does look certainly well clear of them again. And we could, could easily see, obviously very easy to say that we're gonna see the three odds on shots win, but I think it's even probably more likely than the betting suggests at the moment. All three of those are winning. Envoy Island
0: looks, yeah, rock solid. So that, that's Shishkin, Monkfish and Envoy Yeah. Okay. everyone rock solid, Barnes. I mean, I'm not going to ask if you agree.
3: I assume that you do. Mm. Is there any way you can oppose him, though? I wouldn't oppose him, but I'd definitely say that Shanxiao should be second in for me. Um I think Sham Blue has been well-placed. is he, kind of beating horses by... Jumping really well, but not very classy horses. I mean, the big breakaway should have beaten him last time if he hadn't clattered through every fence. Not last time, sorry, at Kempton. And then the last time at Sandown, he was kind of found out, found out by his John. jump. I'll be back in Chantry House, who, um, despite disappointing him once, he's, he's looked um, a class apart from Shamblou to me. And, uh, I'm surprised he's not second in. I'll be backing him without the favourite. Fair enough.
0: So Chantry House without the favourite, uh, that price is currently, as uh, I, I, I sort of check a load, uh, is currently three to one with Skybet. They've already removed monkfish from the betting, so that's suppose, great value three to. One. Uh, that three that's three
3: to one. i anything, anything over twos. I'd back. Fair enough. There you go.
0: Anything over twos for Chantry House without uh, Envoy Allen Fagan. You've already suggested you've not got much of a view on the Marsh Novices Chase. Uh, but I will. If
1: you've got anything to add, at all, or should we just move straight on to the Paton? Uh The only, the only slight thing I'd say, Chase, is when I first did the article a couple of days ago, the one I was interested in, like in the without markets or place markets, at a price, just because I thought um, he was overpriced and he'd like the good ground, was um, Blackbow, and he is, he's still in this race. Um, He's never he's never ran over this trip, but he'll he'll definitely he'll definitely be fine over it. Um, but I just thought it, it's a strange way, it's a strange one. Now I can't really give much of an opinion until we see the price and stuff. But all I'll say is he's a chaser that I think's got a lot more potential than he's shown already. I do think he'll be better better on good ground. And um, I don't know, it just depends on the price. I think if you ask me on the day, I might have a different opinion. But. The race just revolves around the five. I know we've said it. We've said it for the Argyll. We've said it for the RSA or whatever, whatever it's called now. And it's the same yeah, Like Envoy Allen, he's got two mile championed sort of speed, and he jumps absolutely perfect. I think if you're backing him or you've backed him already, the only issue you've got is the fact that he's just moved stables like a week or two before Cheltenham, and obviously as everyone says, it depends on individually like what what horses are like the feeds and the daily routines and stuff i said like if i if i if i had them for bundles i'd be be slightly worried because it's just something that just just gets you thinking or whatever but yeah uh Too close ba- race, ba- ba- but barnes barnes makes barnes makes sense with what he says uh with hen with henderson like shanty house apart from like the two the two races he's won he's looked really impressive and obviously if you look, if you look at his back form, you know how obsessed I am with the form of last year's Supreme, and he was third in that. He was only beat 10, 10 lengths or whatever. So, he's obviously got the form, form in the book. But no, there wouldn't really be a bet for me. I, I just I think um, Envoy, uh, Envoy Allen should win. Fair enough. Uh, but I would. But at the at the prices, what is he four to six? I think you can get mugfish at a fairly similar price. I'd much prefer to back yeah. Mugfish down. down. Mugfish at eleven to seven
0: over, or oh, sorry, 4 to seven over,
1: uh, M-Y Island at, uh, 4 at four to six. Four to six, yeah. Like I think, like I know, Ban said earlier on the Day One podcast that he thinks Shishkin will be going off a lot shorter. I think, I think the three of these could go off a lot shorter, and then obviously it all depends on what happens in the other oh. races and stuff. But obviously, if you if you come to, if you come to Thursday, the first race on the Thursday and the bookies have been it on the Tuesday and Wednesday. Obviously, Envoy Allen goes off,
2: sure. in, yeah,
1: a, a lot, great. a lot shorter. I remember uh, a couple of years ago when uh, when Willie Mullins, I think he had had a, he, he had a few fancies and stuff, and he hadn't had a winner for the first two days. I think it was, and um, I think it was, was it twenty seventeen when York Hill won the won the JLT? I think it was. I think I think York Hill still went off uh, a short price. But I, I think it was 2017. I mean, and, and Willie Mullins hadn't had hadn't a winner.
3: Yeah, six. And uh,
1: and Undersow Underso was like a fucking five to four, six to four, five for the Ryanair, and he drifted all the way down to like three to one. And because Willie hadn't had another winner the first few days, everyone was like, "Oh my god!" He went to threes or seven to two, whatever. York Hill absolutely pissed in, in the in the first in the JLT, and then I think undersoil went off six to four one. So like Ruby won on York Hill, on Undersow. He then rode one of the best races you have ever seen in your life on fucking Nicholas Canyon. Won that. Okay. Uh, and basically and I think he I think he might have won the mayors as well on. I think it might have been less dance. So it, like if we are talking about who's gonna go off the shortest, I think it just depends on the way the way it goes the first couple of days on fabs but there you uh, know.
0: Envoy Allen. Envoy wins the Marsh novice he, he, he should do, mate, yeah. It's boring, but yeah. It, yes, yeah. but can't, can't be avoided. Mm. We move on to the second race. It's the handicap of the Pertons Network final. Uh, and Fav is in a
1: 5-1 to one. imperial. Is it a, handic- it a handicap is
0: It's Is it not? Yes, it is. Mm. Oof. I like this. Someone's excited. Imperial Albazar is five to one. It's not a four-year-old. Uh, the the Bosses Oscar is seven to one. Champagne Platinum, seven to one, or maybe really six sixes. Uh, and Come On Teddy, ten to one. Fourteens uh, and Bigger, the rest is a big old number of horses that, uh, that are waiting for final declarations. Uh, a few in there, some big names from years past. You know what I mean, Harry. Uh, Fagan. We'll start
1: with you. And I'll just cut you off at some point. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Give me a time limit. How long have I got? Three minutes. Okay. Uh, basically, the boss's Oscar. He's been plotted for this all season. Like a lot of people, including myself, seeing the way he ran in last year's Martin Pipe and thought he's your potential winner next year just because you you know what Gordon Elliott's going to do with him. Um, I just don't see how, how he's out the frame. It looks a weak race. And to be honest, this sort of race is. They, they normally are weak races because they're just exposed handicappers that run in this. Um, a lot of people are complaining about the extra eight pound they got from from the from the English handicapper, but what you've got to think is an Irish horse like this, a young horse, he probably would have like the the UK handicapper probably had him at least four or five pound extra anyway. So all he's got on top of that is three four pound. And his last run was uh, the twenty eighth of December when he came when he got beat to length by Dandy Mag. And since that we've had the um, we've had the horse. I think he came third, Unaccepted Death. He ran at the Dublin Racing Festival. He came second, and he went up four pound. So considering the Boss's Oscar beat him at Christmas, you can you can say like four pound he went up, and the fact that English to Irish ratings is about three or four pound anyway. I don't think the eight pound is that bad. Like it's it's not great. If he would have went up five six pound, then obviously it's 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 better. But another thing to that is, let's say the last couple of years, Gordon Elliott's record in this race is absolutely outstanding. In um in tw- last year, he won the race with Side the Bailey. He had the second horse, uh, Storyteller. The year before that, he won the race with Side the Bailey. He had Atua Phil, fifth. The year before that. Yeah, Delta Ware first, and obviously we're all gutted about it, even to this day. Glenlow second. So it just goes to show yeah. that when go when Gordon, when Gordon's got one for this, you know, he just knows what he's doing. Like it- I've
3: seen I've seen
1: a few I've seen a few people say if you like there's rumors he's gonna claim he's gonna claim off him with uh, the young lad that uh, I think it's is it Jordan Gainford? for it hey, Yeah. I think they're going to claim the claim yeah. with it. I've I've seen a few people on Twitter and stuff saying if you're going to claim, it shows you're not well handicapped. Well, for me, like I can I can kind of understand where you're coming from if you say that. If your horse is like in the middle of the weight, but he's top weight, so maybe you just want to want your horse to, to run off like an half decent weight. You don't want him to run off. 11, 12 in a fucking three-mile handicap is so It's the end of your three minutes. But knew- No, it's not. Wait, wait. <laughs> Basically, all I'm going to say is Gordon, Elliott, Gordon Elliott's record in this is absolutely ridiculous. And I just think the race is weaker than it has been in, in previous years. He might not be the greatest handicap horse you've ever seen, but he'll definitely go close. And at 7-1, to one, he rates for me as a great each way, Beth.
0: That's the Bosses Oscar, 7-1 to one each way, five places available at that price at Paddy's, Hills, Betfair, Betfred, and that is the
3: a lot. Uh, David Barnes, the Paton. Uh, I'm fully in agreement with Fagan. I like the Bosses Oscar a lot. Wow. The only thing I've got to add to what you say is of um, LA won it off a higher mark last year, 152. And he ran a similar race in the Martin Pipe to what Bosses um, Oscar did. He was just, just wasn't fast enough for two and a half, but he ran on really well in the end. He did
1: run off fire Martell, didn't he? I think he ran off one four four.
3: One four four, similarly, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But um, there was one other I liked. It was Southfield Harvest of Paul Nichols. He, um, he wouldn't have been ideally suited to Newby last time. He got shuffled back by four at the beginning of the race. Um, he just looks an out and out stayed to me. His half brother, Southfield Fair, was second in the race, um by a nose to Fingal Bay. He was re- racing up one four seven that, that day in uh, Southfield Harvest will be rating racing in a mark off the one thirties. I'd give him a chance at a bigger price, but I, I, I love the boxes Oscar each way personally. Nice.
0: So Southfield Harvest, you can get five places, fourteen to one. Paddy Sky and Betfair. at uh, Rob. The, the
2: Yeah, kind of echo those sentiments about Boss's Oscar and the the race this season. Certainly, being it certainly looks a lot weaker than it has been in in previous seasons. So, don't think as Martin said the the mark of one five one. Although it is quite heavily inflated, it probably won't be inflated enough to stop him being at least close at the finish. Uh, one if it gets in this a. Uh, of interest to me is uh, uh, jiggenstown owned Milliner uh, from Henry de Bromid. Uh, had a long, long came off a long break, uh, 762 days break to, uh, yeah, run run two really good races in fairly quick succession. Uh, came a never near a fifth behind Damalise at Navan, uh, and then although it hit the front. Uh, turning for home and did look the winner. Rachel Blackmore gave it a pretty easy time at Punchestown in the qualifier, uh, finisher behind Atlantic Shore. Uh, and I think he still looks a, a very good prospect despite missing two years or so. And yeah, I think his his mark is in the mid, mid-120s mid for this, and I think that looks pretty low. Uh, he's only been given an extra £3 for his, his runs in Ireland. There is a chance the horse doesn't get in, unfortunately. So, yeah, I certainly agree with the the bosses, Oscar. And if if he gets in, Milliner certainly has a, a decent shout at around sixteen to one.
0: Milliner, indeed. You can in fact get twenty to one five places with Sky and Hills. There you go. But yes, Milliner there. Uh, Fagan, last word on the baton before we move on.
1: Uh, just one thing I will say, Jess. Like a lot of people have said about this a ape- this eight pound rise or whatever about the about Oscar. but if you just look at a, uh, I think it's the World Horse, Dalton Highway. I was initially interested in him before he ran a Punchers Town and he got qualified there. I think he was one twenty when he ran there and he's gone up a pound for that run. So he's one two one in Ireland and he's gone up six pound now and he's one two seven in England. It's like obviously six pound rise for for a one twenty horse is a lot more than a eight pound rise for a. 140 us 140 I just think like he was 33s or 40s before he ran and now he's like a 20 chance it's like so people are people don't mind backing backing this even though he's got a six six pound rise or whatever he's got six or seven pound rise but the bosses Oscar get an eight they're just like oh no can't happen if the bosses Oscar got five pounds I'm telling you everyone would be like oh fucking nap at the festival it's That's weird. Crazy. It's it's strange. Like it's only it's only a couple of pounds. So like if it's a couple of pounds, then know, you have to go exactly. back. You have to go back. All right, it's a couple of pounds more, then you have to assess it and go, but what about Gordon Elliott's record? Is it his record beyond belief? Like I said I said to Barnes and, and uh, Rob the day Champagne Platinum came came second I hate I as, as they'd say him for home, he's absolutely cancelling I'm saying I I'm messaging him on WhatsApp saying. I hope he comes fifth. I hope he comes fifth or sixth. <laughs> and he ended up coming second coming second. He's gone up a pound. And he just looks like one of them. He, an ov- an obvious one. I wouldn't be surprised if he went, if he went really close, like, but I just I just can't get away from the fact that Gordon is he's a target trainer. He always has been. He's, he's great at Cheltenham. And the race is just weak. I just I just I just think the yeah. boss's Oscar is even if the bosses Oscar is isn't great. It isn't as, as well handicapped as you think he, he should still come in the first f- four or five like it's it's, it's a great situation but
3: fair enough
0: the boss is oscar uh, a bit of words for champagne platinum there as well
1: and obviously rob you
0: liked milliner uh and uh bonds you mentioned southfield harvest that's for the Paton. uh the ryanair chase is your third uh, uh race on thursday uh, your fav is at five to one, Alaho uh, Min six to one, Imperial Aura sixes, bit of thirteen to uh, thirteen to two kicking about, sevens Melon, eights Fakir Duderiz and Mr Fisher, nine Saint Cavados, uh, and it's bigger double figures bigger than rest. Uh, David Barnes, the Rhino Chase. I mean, a lot of big names entering. Uh, or, or certainly listed for this race, uh, and I mean five the field for for a race of this stature.
3: Great to see, pretty open. Yeah, it's w- very open. Now. Where where are you? Where have you landed? Um, it's a great, interesting race, but I think there's some very, very obvious value here, and I'm surprised it's not being talked about more. Um, Sam Crow won the uh, um, Marsh Chase at Cheltenham last year. He beat Mellon, who's six to one, and he beat um, Mr. Fisher quite easily. He was nine to one. He's sixteen to one, having run in two totally unsuitable races for him, and uh, he, he just comes here. He'll get his ground, and I, I can't see much better value on on any of the cards than this at the moment. I I just think maybe, um, obviously, no one wants away from Gordon at the moment, but. It, it, in a normal year, he'd be talking him up and he'd be shorting like he was last year. And I just think he's got the form to go really close on this sort of ground and this sort of um trip. So fair
0: enough. That's Sam Crow. Uh Baz is close to sixteens. Uh that available on the machine, but you're looking at really fixed odds, you're looking at twelves, a
3: bit of fourteens about for Sam Crow, but I still give him his Christmas run. He's he's not a 3 miler by any stretch of the imagination. So. There you
0: go. A Christmas run forgiven. Um, I've not had a Christmas one for a very long time, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, Rob, I'm not sure you. I can know. forgive you for that. Uh, fine, you. Thank you, thank uh, you. Uh, but Rob, I mean, Sankruti. I mean, he's sort of sixth, seventh, eighth in the list there. So, are, are you with Barnes, or are you take? Are you taking Barnes on with with something more well fancied?
2: The thing is, with this race, you can you can make a case for pretty much every horse that's entered. That's yeah. There's a few that. you Obviously, there are bigger prices that have less of a chance. I do agree that Sam Crow, yeah, he's got the he's got the festival form. This will be his track and his trip. Like, there's nothing, nothing really to say negatively about him in terms of Cheltenham. Uh, his form this season has been, yeah poor, but yeah, like Man says again, uh, Dece- in December, his run was over the wrong trip, and the Elliot horses at the time, it was a, lot of, a lot of them were running stinkers anyway, It He was horrible
3: at Christmas last year as well, wasn't yeah. he? You got beat yeah, exactly. by 14 and then went on and won at Yeah, that? exactly. So I wouldn't I wouldn't count that as relevant at all.
2: No, 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 that's fair enough.
3: I think... For the same reasons, I was going to be on Mellon, but he's just so short now in the markets.
2: Well, yeah, the differential between... Melon and Sam Crow is, yeah,
3: it's arguably too much.
2: I do certainly admire Melon, like he always runs his race, but they'll probably just finish second again, won't he? So, do we really want to be back in that? He'd probably rather be on Sam Crow each way. Anything at a bigger price than that, nothing I could be very confident on.
0: Like, men, I mean, when you're at the festival last year. Was beaten by Altio in the, sorry, in the Champion Chase a couple of years back. I mean, a good horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a very good. I, I mean, absolutely excellent. S- six to one about Min. For, um, for me, I, I'm, I, I have certainly not done much research, but that looks a pretty attractive price. Uh, You've got to forgive him his run last
2: time out, but I think Patrick Patrick Mullins certainly treated him well after a couple of bad jumps and they were probably just going a bit too fast for him last time and over two miles at Leopardstown. I think obviously this is his trip last season's winner. You've got to respect him. Yes. And in terms of the, the betting on the race, like six to one min does look fair. But yeah, I like I do like Vanders pick of Sam Crow there. And I think, I think it could be the same one two as last year's March. Oh, Samco Sam cool. and Mellon.
0: I think they could there you go they should be battling out the finish yet again Sam Crow and Mellon I mean we've we've got a double double uh, credit for that one there Martin Fagan but are you are you also in agreement? Surely we can't have three people agreeing that Sam Crow at twelve to 1, eighth in is the bet.
1: Yeah I'm gonna sound like a boring cut now I I kinda of do agree I could hear with the lads like I wouldn't put anyone off Sam Crow at all like one of the things about Cheltenham is Cheltenham form does, does always come back, like horses that run well at Cheltenham, they can run stinkers at like other courses throughout the season and then they come back and run really well Like one of these as the lads have mentioned, who, who always comes back and runs well is Mellon like I think the first time he ran uh, he ran well obviously, well he's come second every time I think he came second behind LeBake in the Supreme uh, came back Came back the next year, was beaten neck by there which was a great run. Uh, season after that, he was beat a fair distance, like uh, he was second behind Espadalin in the um, in the championship. Then, then the time after that, last year, he was beaten nose by Sam Crow. Uh, I wouldn't be as dismissive as the lads about him. I think, although he has come second on his four starts at Cheltenham, I don't think it's an attitude issue at all. I just think the times he's got piece a nose and uh, a neck. I just think he's been unlucky. Like two, two, uh, two and a half mile chasing, I think, is his game. He wants like what he would be. Um, it depends on like the pace angle stuff. Although although last year in the marsh, he, he wasn't. Um, he didn't have to be up front. I think he started the race when the race when the tape went off and he went off. I think he was in fourth or fifth, and then he just gradually made his way to the front, kind of thing. Um, so Mellon would be of interest to me. I think seven to one, eight to one, whatever he is. I think that's that's a good each way bet. I've seen a few people say oh, it's a shit each way bet because you can't win. I, I don't. I don't think that. I think if you look back at Min's record before he won last year, I think Min's record at Cheltenham was two 2 five, and then he ended up going off uh, two to one five last year for the Ryanair fair enough there's, there's a there's, there's a different reason why he went off 2-1 to one fab because he put up ridiculous performances at, uh, he put up a great performance at 18 and things like that but I just think Mellon's rock solid um, one, in, one in there St Calvados I don't think he'll be able to reproduce what he did last year because of the ground I think he wants the ground softer Um of like the one, one of the ones that that same yeah. similar yeah. sort of price, who I don't like, Imperial Order it looks a bit short to me. He's coming here on the back of a fall or, or unseath or whatever. He looks. I think he should be close to double figures. I think. I, I think. I think this is a really strong race. Uh, Aloha, I wouldn't have him fav, but I can see why pe- why people like him, and I couldn't really disagree with the lads like Sam Crow. Like he's he's ran at Cheltenham in Festival twice and and he's won twice. So, I'd wow. be in- I think Melon, Melon's Mellon, a great each way bet. I can see what the lad, where the lads are coming from with Sam Crow. He, he looks a bit overpriced and as long as the vibes are right and he, and he runs, you'd think he'd run okay. But, I also look at this price of minute and think, six to one. I know he's a 10-year-old and he, Min wouldn't be an each way bet for me, but if he's, like, that's six to one. I think right now, if you said to me, what's my bet? Melon, I think it's a great each way bet because he's definitely going to be there or thereabouts, but min at six to one, that's very tempting for like a little, a little win only dart. Cause if he, if, if he's on his, if he's, if he's at his best, he is, he's still the best of these.
0: Fair enough. So,
1: but he wouldn't be in each way, bet because of what that, happened last,
0: last and each way Min win only. Crow seems to be the one that I think given the price, everyone wants to be on here. Uh, and from one cracking race, I mean, that, if nothing else, from my point of view, will be a, a fantastic race to watch uh, p- uh, play out.
3: Uh, that's a great race. Six to one on the field, right? Absolutely. Six to one in
0: what is basically sort of a second great feature, thing. really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and we move on to the actual feature race today. is the Stayers Hurdle. Paisley Park. Going oh, that's a
3: great race. Uh it's going good.
0: for a third straight yeah. win in this race? Did not no, me, not Was... Nah. N- Last year wasn't it? Fab last
2: year.
3: Uh, I mean, but winner mean. in
0: 2019. Side of Burleigh is your uh, so Pace Puck, sorry in at 15 to eight. Side uh, to... of Burleigh.
1: Uh, retired, retired Burleigh.
0: Indeed, four to one. Uh, Flooring Porter seven to one. Vindication eight to one. The storyteller, who listeners to this podcast will have backed time and time again, no doubt in tens. Uh, Fury Road in the tens as well, uh, alongside lishnagar Oscar who won last year. That is correct. Uh, so. Well, that's a number of horses there. Fury Road, the sea of blue, uh, has been tipped up as a nap by your friend of mine, Stuart Williams, on odds checker. Uh, a lot of blue in this race. Now, Paisley Park seems eminently opposable uh, just short of two to one. Am I wrong? Rob?
2: <sighs> You're probably not wrong, no. Just purely based on last year's run, he's looked kind of back to himself this season. It's disappointing that time hill isn't turning up here that would have been a good battle but I think perhaps you need to look at uh last season's pre temps to find the winner like both side of early and the storyteller I think have very good good chances and purely based on price storytellers tend to one and best you can get side of early with the bookies is nine to two I think the storyteller has a cracking chance. Like he keeps running brilliant races, and you know, I'll see. There's already a couple of firms offering an extra place. You might get a few more doing that on the day or the days leading up after the 48 hour deck. Storyteller, at a double-figure price looks looks good. Like in terms of he's in terms of his run running this year, like he's been mainly been chasing recently, but the I would say the staying chasers at the moment are certainly a stronger bunch than the staying hurdlers, and just the price difference between those two who were so closely matched in the pre-tempts last year suggests to me that, yeah, I would say a storyteller is probably one of, yeah, one of the better bets in this race. I was hoping that Diolca would turn up, but that's not going to happen, uh, apparently, Thought he looked to crack and stay, and he remains the only horse that's actually beaten, uh, finished ahead of Monkfish in a point to point and beat him uh, over hurdles. The uh, only horse to have beaten Monkfish under rules. He would have been uh, a little win only dart twenties plus as well for me. But yeah, I'm going to stick with the Storyteller now.
1: Fair enough, uh, uh, Rob. Let me just say, if the to- if the Storyteller win at this race after he couldn't wi- after he couldn't beat the side of Bailey getting three pound last year. When I backed when I when I had in each way double aim and fucking contestista, <laughs> I will fucking I don't know what I'll do. I'll jump out me fr- I'll jump out me front window. I think. I question. <laughs> talking, talking. That's of, not that's that's not me okay. saying he can't win. That's me just saying I'll be fucking, I'll be fuming, like. Well, talking of horses that you've backed that
0: have lost at Cheltenham, Bacardis is listed here at fifties. Uh, fucking uh, how long how long have you got? More invest, <laughs> more more invest more invested in Bacardis this year, Martin.
1: Uh, Church. You know what? I did have a look at him the other day and I couldn't put anyone off. I, I, you have to have a real strong opinion to put anyone off something like a 50 to 1, or do you know what I mean? Or a bit bigger. No. I think he came, was he placed in it last year? I think he came third last year. I know it was a very, very poor renewal, but yeah. It, I always feel when I watch, well, I used to feel when I watch him, especially at Cheltenham, he just gets bad rides. But I, obviously, he's a 10 year old now. He's, he's just, he's not that sort of class. This race is a real fucking, is a real head, head fuck for me. Um, side of Berlay would be really, really. I know Rob just in, uh, mentioned him and I know Barnes likes him. So, oh no, I can't stop berthing. Side of Berlay would be a, a great bet for me if I could guarantee that there was going to be a pace here. But that's my worry about this race. I just, I always, the first thing I do when I look at a race is look at the pace angle. And I'm a little bit worried about where the pace is going to come in this. I know little Rockefeller likes to go forward, but he's a 10-year-old now and he's rated less than what he used to be, I think, uh, let's see, 148. And then the other pace angle would be uh, Flor and Porter. And the last two races that Floor and Porter's won in Ireland, it's because he's gone off a decent caliph. And then he slowed, slowed it up, got a little breather, and then kicked on and won. I'm not sure you can do that in a stairs. but then looking at the, the race now, who else is going to be there to to like to pressure them in front? Yeah. Vindication Vindication might be one who, who puts a bit of pressure on, but yeah, I, really like if you'd ask if you'd ask me what my bet is in this race, like two weeks ago I'd have said Side the Bale. He looks a certainty, like each way a great each way, but I think he was seven and eight to one when time Hill was in, and it looked like they were going to go a gallop. But my worry for this race is just I don't know where the pace is going to come from. And if there isn't any pace, said the Berlay's not fast enough. Paisley Park's not fast enough. So the one I kind of half landed on, just because I know he's going to be in front and he'll be able to, or in, sorry, not in front, but like close close up and he'll be able to take advantage of that sort of thing, was Fury Road. And one of, one of my good mates has been banging on to me for fucking months about this, and he's backed at Antipost, never kept saying to me and I, and I came around to the idea and he was about, I don't know, 16 or 20 like a couple of days ago and I hadn't really checked the market for this and when when, when you started talking about this race and Barnes or Church whatever said, oh he's been well back today and I checked the market and I checked and he's now what? I think it's 12 or 11 best price, I was fucking gutted but even so, just looking at the race, if you can get four places considering the collateral form from last year's Albert Bartlett with Time and among fishing that i think when you when you don't know whether there's going to be a good gallop or not he could be there or thereabouts and if they're not going quick halfway maybe he takes it up and that
0: is fury
1: so it's not a strong bet at all i think if, if i if you could guarantee to me that there was going to be a gallop i, I do like side the Bailey, but uh or just just looks overpriced um and that's, you can you can
0: currently get four places at Paddy's and Betfair. Fury Road is 10 to 1 there. Obviously, you, you might be seeing enhanced places with different firms on the day. Uh, and as I say, Cider Berlin remains known two best. Barnes, after a bottle of Rosé Moet, your head sort of dropping. Uh, but let's engage <laughs> you
3: once on the more. Game. <laughs>
1: still in the game. Let's engage you once more. Uh, seven years ago, it was beers. No, he's drinking <laughs> a from OF. Well what's uh let, let's wrap
3: the stairs have up with your take. Um I agree with the guys. Uh, I think Side of Hurley is a great each way, but the ones after him, floor Porter, uh, his form has has just been about getting an easy lead in front. Vindication hasn't run him over hurdles for how long, I don't know. Oh, he was clumsy over fences, he'll be clumsy over hurdles. Absolutely can't give him a prayer. I'd have him twenty 20- Nines, uh, story
1: time. Like, who can't you give a prayer? Vindication,
3: Vindication,
1: yeah, okay. Uh, really, someone I, someone I know is uh, oh, that's a at the festival. If is you is,
3: is uh, no, but um, wave. on the uh, on the lines that Fagan was talking, I like Fury Road, but um, Beacon Edge looked like it'd be really uh, an improver for this sort of trip. And uh,
1: Bans, Bans, well, you know, you know, he's trained by No major
3: yeah exactly I was going to just say like, just like you know I'm not a massive fan of horses who haven't run over the trip but he needed every yard to beat Fiori Road last time he was getting two pound but um, I'd prefer him to Fury Road I, I think uh, this is his trip if it's good ground I think it's worth taking a chance on at 20s each way these lives Nagar guy Oscars vindication no prayer for me
0: Okay, so uh, that is Beacon Edge, who you can back at 20 to one with four places. There you go, uh, and I will add that. Uh, so, following the feature race races of the day is, what was formerly known as the Brown Advisory, is now the Paddy Power Plate. Uh, your It is eight to one, the field. Wow, great to see, uh, far class, uh, I mean there are a fair number of horses here listed seven, eight to one. Uh Fagan, come on then. Give me give me a winner here. Give me a nice I want a double prize winner of the uh paddy power
1: plate. Yeah, yeah. You want to wind up here? I I fucking hate um <laughs> I hate, I hate handicap chases. Well, I hate chases anyway, but I hate handicap chases. Right. Fortunately, we're doing a Cheltenham
0: Festival preview podcast and there
1: aren't many chases, so that's good. I know. Um, and that, hey, Churchy, that, that's, what, that's what the lads do. I just give you the winners in the hurdle races. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie and say fancy I I haven't even looked at it because it's not my sort of race. So, that's fine. So then,
0: Rob Alexander, I, I'm in desperate need a double figure winner. Right. I can try, try my best for that. Thank you. Uh, once again,
2: with as with many of the handicaps, this one possibly less so, but they don't look particularly strong. Uh, this is the race. I know the Shunter won over hurdles last time, but I think he'd have a good chance here. Stepped up in trip if he's recovered from his uh, exertions over hurdles at Kelso, like he's run a very good race over two miles at Leperstown over fences in the, in the Matheson again I think that's going to prove a pretty strong line of form uh, so I'd definitely give him a solid chance if he turned up here I think it'd be his would be his best chance but in terms of your double figure desire church uh, I think mr. Whitaker may just turning the corner uh, to Producing another big run in a Cheltenham handicap chase. Like he came a good third in this last year, off a couple of pounds higher. Has been dropped two pounds uh, for his run at Warwick uh, last month. Uh, I think he actually ran ran very well for a long way. kept on well as well and to be fair the plate's probably been the target so they, i imagine they weren't really wanting to have a much better run than than that last time uh i think he's fairly appealing at around 12 14 to 1 fair and enough so yeah, quite like mr Whitaker to mr. win another
0: race at the festival nice you can get 12 to 1 5 places on mr Whitaker. Uh, that's pretty much available wherever a five point, in fact, it is available wherever five places are, which is Hills, Paddies, Sky, and Betfair. Uh, Barnes, Fagan's refused to comment on the race. Yeah. Rob's put up <laughs> Mr. Whitaker, giving uh, me my double
3: figure joy. This this uh, race has evolved a ton the last few years. The last three winners have been 10 to 3, 9 to 2, and 5 to 1. Before that, Road to Respect and Empire of Dirt won it. They were double figures, but they were both. Grade one horses in handicap, so you're kind of having to look for something that might be top class, and um, that puts a whole different spin on things. I think you need something that will be up in the van because fallers and this kind of thing gives a great advantage to front runners. The one who I was really interested in was a wave of the sea. He uh, went over two miles, and um, the Dublin Racing Festival. He looked like he needed to step-up in tripping. He did every yard to get home that day. Um, he beat the... The Shunter was in third. He won a big race at Kelso recently. And Tukas was fourth. He's one of the favourites for the Grand Annual. And Machuca was fifth. He won last time out. He just got up from a live, love, laugh in a cracking finish. Um, this was this was a top horse. He ran in a tram hurdle. He's always looked like he could be top-class. Well, he's never really um, showing it o- over fences just yet. I, t- I think his mark would be leaning, so I'll be uh, siding with him.
0: That's a wave of the sea. Currently available at tens, eight most places, but
3: there is tens with five places with William Hill. Mm-hmm. Fanny and Destrevelle was another one I was interested in. He was running a huge race in the Pete Bridge race. Um, Mr. Fisher won that. He's a lot shorter than Fanny and Al- Destrevelle is for this race. Uh, for the Ryanair, um, the last two times he's run solid races in two mile grade ones and uh, the games Gamesbury, which was a game two, but uh, grade two. But uh, the trip's just been a bit sharp for him. Uh, okay. I think it'll be a big prize. You're currently getting twenties, but you might think on the day maybe get a bit, bit, a bit bigger than a that. Bit bigger. I, I think he's, I think he's got the class to be there or thereabouts. That's he nice. likes the track, and uh, I don't think Ascot suited him. He was too far back. I don't think Newby suited him. He was too far back. So.
0: There you go. That's Fanyon Destrival. Very good. And we move on to the penultimate race of the day. It's the Mare's Novices Hurdle. Uh, And your fab is Royal Kahala at nine to two. (laughs) Hook up five to one. Rosie Swallow, 11 to two. Glens of Antrim is available at seven to one. Galois, or Boulois maybe, uh, is available at nines. It's double figures and bigger than the rest. Martin Fagan, you have begged me to come to you for the mayors office hurdle. <laughs> so here I come. What have you got for me?
1: Begged. It's a bit strong. Shocker. Um, yeah, no, basically, my view in this, obviously, the first thing you need to do is when you look at any races, look at the past winners. And there's been five run of this, I think, and Willie's won every one. So get rid of anything that's not trained by Willie. That's first step. Um hookups, fav, and I can I can kind of see why, like obviously appreciate it uh, short price fav for the Supreme. Uh, she was only seven or eight lengths behind them at Dublin Racing Festival. She ran a good race. She, she she's not a great jumper, but if you're a fan of hookup, you shouldn't be that worried about the jumping because I think there's only two two uh, two hurdles in the last, I think it's seven furlongs on the new course. It's more about stamina uh, when it comes when it comes to it in this race, second half of it. I did have a small anti-post bet on her after she after she ran well behind. Appreciated, but the market collapsed, so I didn't get I didn't get a whole deal on that day. Uh, she's now five to one. I wouldn't really be interested in that price. Um, I can kind of see why Royal Carla is is second in. She's got good form as well. Rosie Hollow, yeah. The one that's shortened a lot in the last couple of days, week or whatever, is Glenda Vanson. She was about 14 or 16, I think, and now she's at eight chance. She, Admittedly, she's got decent form in Maiden hurdles behind horses that have come out on one since, Blue Lords, that Mr. Incredible. But on bare form, I don't think her forms as good as some others in this race. So, considering she's a short price now, she wouldn't be for me. Um, the, the horse that I like the most in this race is probably not going to run, because she ran today, Lady Breffney. So, I won't give you the reasons for that, because she's probably going to be a non-runner. But, yeah, my main bet for this, I think, is going to be Galois, uh, obviously, for Willie Mullins. Uh, she started her career for Willie with two nice wins, at both at uh, tailors. And... Um, then next time out of Fairy House, she ran, she came third behind Rosie's Hollow and Will Kahala, but the ground was heavy that day. So I'm willing to um, I'm willing to forgive her that run. Um, at this stage in the career, some uh, Willie's Mares can improve no end. So I'm just willing to just give her the chance that she can improve. Like if you just look at the breeding and look at the style of racing, she looks like a horse you'll appreciate a strongly one. Uh, strongly run two miles. Uh this 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 course at this trip is um is testing you've seen that before with like let's say I think it was let's dance when Ruby won when he had a right out the back. It, this is a testing uh two miles or two miles one whatever it is. So yeah Galois this race if you look at the first six seven eight they're all very similar in terms of form and Galois about eight nine ten to one whatever she is if she if she lines up on the day, uh she, she'll be a bet for me, but nothing um nothing really, nothing really that strong. Not, nothing nothing uh, nothing as strong as I was on Contratista last year. Um as I said before, I did like her back that after the appreciated run. She's five to one five, whatever now, but my the only slight worry I've got for it is I'm not sure if she wants um a real, real test at this sort of trip. Whereas as Galois does look like that sort of horse for me. Sorry, Barnes, what you say? Did you have a look at Tell Me Something, Girl? What did you think of her back on better
3: ground?
1: Well, mate, yeah, uh, she's the other. She was the other one, like I told you, the night that I did Fancy Lady Brefney. And if you go back, if you fancy Lady Breffney, then you have to fancy Tell Me Something, Girl. Like they ran off. I think they ran off the same mark at Leopardstown in the um, in that Paddy Mullins Maze handicap hurdle, which. Oh. I would have mentioned if Lady Breffney was going to run, but it was the same race that uh, Constantista ran in last year before she came here, although she was, I think she was one three five, so about £7 higher, and okay. she 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 was only third or fourth. So, yeah, uh, I was interested in both uh, Tell Me Something Girl and Lady Breffney. The only issue I had with Tell Me Something Girl was, although she was held up at Leopardstown last time, if you go back throughout um, all of her other races before, she likes to be handy. She's yeah. made up, she's made all a lot of the times. And um I can't remember what the horse was last year. What was the what was the Bramette horse last year? They ended up going off five this. Everyone everyone was all was all over. Uh, what what was she, she beat out the size Yeah, Manila Mel- Melody. I just don't like I, and we've had like horses like Col Reeve and stuff like I just don't like horses in this race that that uh like to be handy. Right. Got, yeah. me, the reason why I like Lady Breath more is because she was definitely gonna be held off. Tell me something, girl mate is one of them. I think she's got a great chance. She should be, she should be a single figure price. But she's probably one of them. I'll back on the day if, as they line up, she's not. She's not in the first two or three.
0: Fair enough. So that is uh, goal wars each way, and tell me something, girl, for a bit perhaps each way as well. Uh, with obviously a word said for hook up, uh, but not sure. Uh, Rob Barnes, between you, to sum up the uh, mayor's notice hurdle. I
2: think the approach of back in Willie Rollins horses in this is has proven to be foolproof in the past and will continue to be so so yeah whichever one of his that you like I understand the uh, reason my hookup is favorite uh, yeah she looks she looks very solid in all of her runs this season uh, at fairria she beat a horse Garda, so who's ended up. I think he won a, won a race really easy yesterday, so yeah, she's probably the one for me. But I do like the was argument as well. But if you chose Glens of Antrim or any of any of Willie Mullins runners, you won't be far. You won't be far away. I don't think.
3: Fair enough, bombs. Uh, I w- I wouldn't have a strong view in this race. It's not my sort of race, but I'm really drawn to tell me something. Go back on better ground, and the uh, Fagan hasn't said a lot to put me off. I respect to his view on this sort of form, so.
1: Okay, well, be quickly choice. then, Fagan. Uh, yeah, one thing one thing I forgot to say about this. Um, mm. I've already said about how, how good Willie is in this race. I don't know how many he's going to run, but I I'd, I'd, I'd think he's going to run at least three. Uh, Galois, Glenderman, some hookup. He's got Pont Avalin here, who I'm not quite sure on what her form is. To be honest, he's been running in like weird tracks and stuff. But one thing I would say is, normally Willie's runners in this are quite short. Um, but you've got Hohop at fives, Glen Tivan eights, and Gallowars at nines. If they're the only three of Willie's runners, I wouldn't put anyone off it Can't be, can't be and strikecasts because Willie, oh, yeah. yeah. um, Willie's, Willie's runners just always seems to go well in here. I know it's not, it's not like the fucking strewdest of things, but yeah, at, the, at the at the prices, they, they'll, they'll. I think all of them should go well, but. Actually, do you know what? Looking at it, I can't believe Gal- Galois is the fucking biggest of them of them three. So mm-hmm. she rates a good bet for me. I was actually going to take some nine to one last night, but I checked uh, checked the exchange, and she was about f- 14, 15 win only. So I've left it.
0: Okay. And on that note, we will leave the Mayor's Domicous Herder behind and go to the final race of the day, the Kim Challenge Cup, where your favourite is uh nine to two, let's say, not a time to get up, hold the note, is available eight to one, as is Daisy Abba. Or D-Zabber, maybe uh, eight to one. Also twelve to one plan of attack. Fourteens and bigger. The rest, although Mount Ida is being slashed across the board and is now available at tens. Is it? Uh, Martin Fagan hates this race. He tells me, uh, which means that David Barnes. <laughs> I would like
1: to know uh, your opinion. But this Church, is- you're, Church, you're horrible. You know, I'm messaging him on my WhatsApp just to tell him I hate this race. I'll be back. I'll be back for the naps. And then he has to say that like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> shite. This is a much I don't even know what it is, but yeah, fuck this
3: race. Without, without the uh, I jockeys with such a big difference between the best and the worst, it's going to be a much different race this year. We're much more open. I really respect the favourite of uh, John Joe O'Neill's. He won really well last time, but um, at the prize, I've back him personally, especially with the um, professional jockeys throughout the way. Um, I like Shantu Flowers in each way play. He has awesome form at Cheltenham. Um, if the old ability is still there, he's very interesting with cobbling up. Um I think the two runs at Wincanton were just to get him ready for this basically. And I think Nichols has plotted him in his old old-fashioned way for this. The other one that I really liked, um Churchill's just mentioned that it's been slashed across the board was Mount Ida. Uh, the trainer or the ex-trainer, Gordon Elliott, won this last year. <laughs> um she's she's been crying out for three miles every time I've watched this. She, she just desperately needs a trip, and she was beat last time after two or three fences. but Ran on really well against Cole, Cole Reevy, and I think I think Cole Reevy is a top class horse. But um, she beat everything else out the side that day. Um I'm just really interested now. In she wouldn't be in each way bet for me because. She might not travel and she might be beat very early, but um, she'd be she'd be a win bet and Shanty Flyer would definitely be an each way bet because I, th- I think I think he'll w- w- run a big race. So that is Shanty Flyer each way, uh, which uh, is available uh, at
1: twelve
3: to one In fact, you'll get fourteen to one five places with Skybet yeah. currently. I can't I can't see him not being on the premises. he will probably find one or two too well handicapped, but. I think he'll be, I think he'll be there about this. Yeah, He's definitely got
2: a big chance, Shantou Flyer. And then Mount
0: Ida is currently available at 14th with Hills five places, but I'd expect that price to go before you hear this. Rob, then, uh, give us your take on the final race of the Thursday.
2: Yeah, I agree with what Dave Barnes said about the Fav. Yeah, won really well last time out, but again, it's probably not one you can really get involved in at five to one or shorter. Uh I'm really kind of looking again at uh, last year's race. And I think, I've mentioned a lot of Henry de Bromwich horses here, but plan of attack, yeah, post Cheltenham uh, uh, in the autumn this year. Yeah, after, well, he came fourth in this race last season and then was pulled up a couple of times after that. We actually ran a very encouraging race at a massive price uh, at Leopardstown over Christmas. And what looks to have turned out a pretty strong renewal of that Paddy Power chase with the likes of Castleborn West and Far Class finishing uh, in the first three. I just think he looks he looks one that's yeah, down a couple of pounds. He's shown signs of life again certainly handled the track pretty well last year, and yeah, can run well again, and I think the same can be said for uh, Bob Mahler, who finished third in this last season, again gone down a few pounds yeah, depends how he's recovered from his exertions at Musselboro last time but ran an okay prep in that which was used as a prep race last season for the race, and I think yeah, both those two can run run well at double that's figure prices bob
0: marler and plan of attack yeah that's oh.
3: right okay mm. uh i was very put, close to giving plan of attack to be honest he ran really well last year and he'll get a yeah. proper jockey this year yeah, yeah i exactly. mean I, i'm i'm not massively was it o'neill last year
2: it was yeah i'm not
3: massively against him but he's, he's not in that top echelon. he's not in
2: the top bracket of amateurs. Yeah, certainly yeah. like if you get rachel blackmore this time riding, it'll certainly be a massive improvement
0: yeah i agree yeah indeed uh now we move on to the naps for day three i want yes your yes, best bet yes. your best bet be- at a price i suppose or yes, yeah, so your nap of the
2: day rob alexander my um, nap is probably just going to end up being uh what did i put up you have to go Envoy Allen. i've got melon written down here but i ended up changing my mind to sancro uh, so yeah envoy allen is the nap and then each way I really like Milliner for the attempts, but there's a chance he doesn't get in, so I'll put Plan of Attack Plan of in Attack. The
0: in the Kimura. Okay, Dave Barnes, you'll nap the day. Sam Crow nap. Sam Crow nap. Absolutely yeah. superb. See that, of course, in the Brian's right, value of the festival. Yeah. Right I, I just
3: can't have bigger than eight to one, and um, and you're better at a price. I mean, you could put Sam Crow again if you want. I suppose. No, the the boss Oscar is a great each way because I, I can't see him not being on the premises.
0: The boss is Oscar, and that is in the second race
1: today, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Okay, and Martin Fagan. Uh, the NAP would be the Bosses Oscar each way, and then the next best each way, whatever, would be, I'm going to say, an each way 60, Church. Yeah. The Bosses Oscar, Galois and Melon. Watch them in an each way 60. You'll be, you'll definitely be getting your place money, and if we look, if we, if you get a little bit of luck, we we'll get a nice three winners, and we'll, um, we'll be going on Aldi as soon as the all the Corona fucks off.
0: Sensational! Uh, so, they are your best bets of day three at this year's festival. We will be back with the fourth and final day's preview. But for now, thank you very much to Rob Alexander, to David Barnes, and to Martin Fagan. I have been Richard Churchill, and this was a Judges' Guide Cheltenham Festival preview for day three at the
2: 20th.